welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And we have got some snoots to boop this week. Mm-hmm. Boop. A couple of random stories to, to kick her off. I know we always we always tend to talk about our own dogs. And I was just chatting with Vero about this. For our, all of you who don't know Gibbon, my precious, precious Weimaraner with a sensitive, sensitive tummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've had um, ongoing issues with him. So since day one, like food's been an issue. His digestive system has been an, an issue. And we've had our ups and downs and we had a couple of episodes where he ate stuff that he wasn't supposed to, like birdseed, which started a whole pancreatitis issue, which then led to like switching foods again and trying to figure out what works for him and keeps calories on without starving him to death. But he's a pretty, he's a pretty skinny boy. Anyways, we were on the road to um, a nice stable diet and putting a little bit more fat back on him again. And then uh, lo and behold, we had another huge (laughs) pancreatitis episode. Mm. So I was just saying to Vero that um, my brother recently took up hunting and he's been hunting geese. And uh, I can remember last year for Christmas, he made us a goose jerky. So he got this dehydrator and he found some recipe and stuff like that. And I haven't tried it yet because I'm not a huge fan of the, uh, the gamey meats. But um, so it was uh, my birthday last week and um, we were having a sort of get together open house, people stopping in at different times, still paying attention somewhat to the COVID stuff. There's not a whole lot of restrictions anymore in our city. But anyways, um, my brother stopped by and he had brought some goose jerky and much to my shock and surprise because he is not a dog fan at all he made (laughs) dog treats and it was just straight like no spices or anything just straight dehydrated goose meat so i was like oh like i'm gonna give this a try and i gave one to both gibbon and becky my other dog and um gave it to them one day gave it to them the second day and the third day uh gibbon was vomiting like all over the house like eight piles of barf (laughs) all ranging Mm. with like different levels of food in it to like just a pile of like pinkish tinged like just bile I'm sure and he couldn't keep anything down and stuff like that so we we, I fasted him for a day and then we gave him a little bit of rice and um where he's he's fine now like he's back to normal but I was wondering like well it must have been the goose because goose is like a fatty meat but I didn't think dehydrated and like like there's a layer of fat around the goose that like you know they they use they use it with duck and goose like they're both like fatty birds I guess but I'm not sure if it's like the fat around the meat or if there's fat like all like in in the meat like itself yeah, you like know like a marble marble yeah fat. like a marbled <laughs> <Meat>. fat <laughs> and i didn't think that the like it doesn't look fatty now mind you it's like super dehydrated but i don't know if the dehydration process like you know removes some of the fat too and i didn't think giving him like literally a half inch piece of straight like dehydrated goose meat would create such a um a horrible mess but it did Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here we are but um so I didn't feed him any more of that and he's like back to normal but again it's like it was it the goose meat did he eat something else like out on a walk somewhere like you're always guessing because you know you just wish they could talk to you yeah what did you eat today well 
I found a random piece of poop on the trail and a, <laughs> and <death> a sandwich. <laughs> Anyways, so he's he's fine now, but uh, you always got to be careful with this stuff, right? Like I'm very reluctant to give him anything now. I thought that would have been okay, and it just makes you feel so horrible too, you know? Yeah, it's like, and you want to treat them. Yes, you want to be able to give them treats, but not if it's gonna cause a massive flare-up and nausea and vomiting and diarrhea diarrhea peptobismol <laughs> <laughs> we well you know a- what you might be able to try heidi that i saw yes. on dr karen becker's facebook because we're mm-hmm. facebook buddies <laughs> <laughs> green bananas green bananas you say green bananas yeah so tell me about bananas. these green bananas Karen Becker says, what's the best training treats for dogs with the GI issues, including diarrhea, colitis, ulcers, and sensitive stomachs, unripe or green bananas? She says they are the unsung heroes of gut health. They're low in sugar, high in pectin, and prebiotics, which are powerful powerful tool, food tool to nourish your dog's good gut bacteria. Mm. So maybe. And I got some green bananas downstairs uh, right now. So I'm going to try that like tonight. <laughs> oh, I, hope I it really works. hope it, I, hope I know. I hope it does. Make it worse. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh. stay tuned. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll see how it goes. But another thing that made me nervous was um, my mom told me that she was out with some friends and I guess they were talking about dog stuff. And her friend had mentioned that her dog had had a bout of pancreatitis as well. And that she said very shortly after um, her dog was diagnosed with diabetes. And I was like, "Uh oh, because that's just a pain in the butt, man. But how old is your dog? Yeah, I don't know. Because you need a lot of your pancreas to not produce, Mm -hmm. like a good portion of it, of the cells that produce insulin. Yeah. To be like damaged or whatever before you get the diabetes. Before you get the diabetes. Yeah. Diabetes is just, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't worry me so much in terms of like daily management of an animal. Like I wouldn't mind checking sugars and doing the needles. And I think dogs are definitely better for cats for that. I'm just guessing to tell you the truth because I haven't heard of many dogs with diabetes, but I like, mm-hmm. I, I think that like they're, you're able to train them more and they get used to it. Whereas like cats, you got to chase them down and wrestle them and, they bite and scratch and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. And dogs might do that too. But I, I, to tell you the truth, I've never known anybody with a diabetic dog, but I've known many people with diabetic cats. And um, the only thing that becomes like an issue is like, again, like when you're traveling to go somewhere, now it's not just somebody caring for your dog. It's like getting asking somebody to handle needles and stuff like that for you. Like it's, it's it can be not just time consuming, but a lot of people are, are uncomfortable with that. And to pay for services that did this like I had a friend once that with a diabetic cat and whenever she went away to for a week or whatever she got one of her vet techs to come and take care of the animals for her and they required like sugars and insulin and twice a day so yeah. it was costing her a hundred dollars a day wow. to have somebody care for her cat while she was away so that's like just like an added cost on top of everything else I could, that's I a lot do, i know when i retire 
I'm literally going to walk people's animals and take care of their diabetic animals for them while they're away for like yes. a fraction of the cost. That's my, <laughs> this is my retirement plan, folks. Yeah, you just have to do it for a week and then and then you're good we'll to call go. It easy animal care. <laughs> <laughs> easy is my last name for all y'all that don't know. <laughs> Easy I was just actually going to read an article before uh, we met up to Boop Snoots. Mm-hmm. And the, the title is, Does Your Dog Have Diabetes? You Could Be Next. <laughs> <laughs> it says, owning a dog with diabetes was linked to a 38% increased risk of diabetes in the owner. Come that's on. How, that's how far I got. It's probably because, um, you know, they probably have the same lifestyle, same environmental factors like risk factors and all that yeah but um i haven't read the article yet but i will (laughs) oh my goodness oh my goodness yeah gibbs are both gonna get the sugars (laughs) (laughs) a double diagnosis oh my god double diabetes double diabetes well well let me know how the green bananas go i might even give ralphie boy some, uh, some a little green bit of bananas. green bananas. Green and speaking of <laughs> green bananas, <laughs> and speaking of green bananas, <laughs> there's also something that I saw on Dr. Karen Becker's Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, "Want to help your dog live longer? Do this. <laughs> Give what? your dog some green tea. Decaf, really? decaf green tea. Hmm. Hmm. I thought all green tea was decaf." I don't think so. Sh- shows you how much I know. Um, the goose treat given pancreatitis causing <laughs> owner over here. <laughs> it says people who drink green tea at least three times a week can live longer and suffer a lower risk of cardiovascular disease. I think it helps um, fight cancer. I do remember reading like all about all the benefits associated with green tea. There's yeah. like a lot of health benefits associated with the green tea and if you feed your dog kibble you can just you know boil the water put the tea bag in it and they can put it on top of the kibble yeah so if you look at her facebook dr karen becker it says the portion so if you have a large dog um half to one cup of green tea medium dogs a quarter to half a cup small dogs two tablespoons and cats is one tablespoon huh yeah. Maybe I'll get That's like easy schmeasy. Green green tea and some green bananas. It's coming <laughs> Gibbs way. I'll have to go check my cupboard. I know we have a bunch of tea and I think we have green tea, but uh, what about like what well, you'd have to find like a just a straight up green tea because I find they mix so many other flavors into green teas these days. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite for the longest time was jasmine green tea. So Ooh. good. So good. Ooh. And I got a jasmine plant, but I'm guessing the jasmine is not good for dogs because the jasmine plant is not good for dogs. <laughs> Very a poisonous. Ooh, yeah, probably not. Um, the other little dog story that I had from this week was I was telling Vero about it earlier too. Was you know the cute little videos that you get like on Facebook sometimes and stuff like that. And there's an organization in our area. I forget what it's called. Maybe you can help me remember, but it's for when you lose dogs. Remember one of our coworkers mm. there lost her dog for like two weeks? 
Yes. And then they found her. I forget what the name of the organization is, but there's an organization right here in our city. And I'm sure there is in a whole, whatever city you may live in, but um, where they help you find like lost dogs and they help spread it throughout the media and stuff like that. So that if your dog's obviously like on the loose and running all over the place, then hopefully you get more people looking out for is your it dogs. called Lost My Pet? It could be. It could be. And um, <laughs> the, um, so the video that I saw was uh, this cute little video where there was an elderly couple whose dog got out on the loose and it looked like it was like a, like a white lab of like some kind. Anyways, and um, they couldn't really, they lost it in this forested area and it had been days since they seen it and they tried got to go out walking and stuff like this, but they were like elderly, so they couldn't go very far. And uh, we're super distressed about their missing little poocheroo. Oh. So this dude decided that he was going to take his drone and fly it over the forested area where they lost the dog. And he found the dog in five minutes. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> you can just fly it over and look. So he saw the dog immediately and then was able to get close to it and brought the dog back to the owners, which they were super grateful for. And he did not accept any sort of monetary he said if you can do something nice then that's great which is yeah. so nice of him Aww. but anyways what a smart idea especially since that like is. that's typically where like dogs go right now you don't want to get your drone like lost in a bunch of trees and stuff but it, and it might be harder in the summer when they're all full of leaves but i mean like good idea bro yeah yes Ooh. And I even pitched the idea of starting like a drone let's, dog rescue. Let's coming. drone snoots. <laughs> let's drone snoots. Let's snoop snoots. <laughs> yes. No snoots to the ground, all. We're going to find a doggy. Yeah. Doggy investigative services. I How did he get the dog? Was so the cool. dog like pretty approachable? Um, he was a little bit afraid, so he just, like, hung out and called and was throwing food at him, which, you know, the dog was hungry because it had been missing for, like, I think, like, it was, like, over a week at this point. Oh, my God. Yes. So he got the dog pretty good. I just love watching those videos, and the more I watch them, the more, you know, the social media puts it on there for you. But mm -hmm. I love watching all the little rescues and found my dog and people finding their dog after like months sometimes and like oh so good yeah so hard i know like our our coworker, um she had lost her dog in a forest as well but they How had trouble approaching her like they would well, see her one day and then the dog would just run off she was super skittish yeah yeah crazy so that skittish made it difficult yeah which is the reason why she ran away to begin in the with. First yeah. Place, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It's especially difficult with like a super skittish dog. And they're usually the ones that dart out the door, right? The door dashers. Mm -hmm. Got to work on that door dashing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and, and on that note, or uh, that will take us into our next little bit here. So, I had seen an article this week that the premier of our uh, province 
is talking about repealing like the breed specific like legislation bans on dogs so more specifically like pit bulls so pit bulls are banned in our province and i just read an article really quickly before getting back on so he didn't like make a promise specifically to like rescind like the pit bull ones but that he's changing the laws but this article talked about this one specific guy whose dog got loose and then somebody called animal control and then they just detain the dog or and they send it to another province where they're not banned to be adopted or like in a foster or something until they sort things out but it sounds like it's a little bit of like a um a legal mess and it sounds like it like really is like like it's not fair because like it talks about pit pit bulls and but anything that looks like a pit bull so somebody (laughs) finds your dog and it looks like a pit bull but it isn't they they take your dog man and um yeah the other legal aspect to it is that they're not even charging you with it so it's like they just remove the dog but there's no criminal charges so you can't even go and fight it like in court so it's just like they just take your dog yeah your dog's just gone your velvet hippo. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard of a pit bull being referred to as a velvet hippo. <laughs> My velvet hippo is scratching at the door to get in, so I'm going to go let him back in. So I don't know what... I, th- I think we spoke about this on an episode once. To me, the breed-specific ban does not make sense to me. No. Because ultimately, a dog's behavior is it is it. Hey, get out of here! He's trying to steal my spot. Uh uh-uh. uh. Hi, Gibbon. Back back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you little goof. And, Who wants um, to boop? Here, I'm I'm slapping butts. Let's slap butts. <laughs> um, so it makes no sense to me. So I was telling Vero, um breed specific bands do not make sense and when you go back in time there was i think there have been uh breed bands on even german shepherds at one point on dobermans or any of the like breeds that you could deem as aggressive but this is the thing it doesn't matter what breed your dog is any dog can be aggressive <laughs> like why yeah. is there not a chihuahua ban then because yeah. those those little nippers are are super aggressive <laughs> they can be yeah. super they are even if it is just at your ankles they can be (laughs) we need our ankles folks save the ankles (laughs) (laughs) but so like over history there's been several different breeds that have been banned and again like it, it just takes the focus away from the owner so again if you're like a drug dealer and you buy a pit bull or something that looks like it to guard like your property while you're dealing drugs to everybody like and so you're training it to be super aggressive or you buy it from a super aggressive breeder who, or who trains it to be a, aggressive or aggressive guard to the point where you don't have control over it and it's like biting people then a- again it's it's the owner that should be charged mm-hmm. and these are the I instances agree. where like if the I, I think it should be like a depending on how bad the damage is to, that it does to a human I I agree with it being put down like sorry you lose your animal and and I think there's like one-offs I don't know I don't know how I feel about this because like depending if the damage isn't that bad like if it's like if it was a mishap or if it's somebody coming onto your property unexpected and it surprises the dog for whatever because like 
I think I told this story before once where I was taking Becky to drop her off at my friend's house. And this was back in Becky's younger days when she was literally the most submissive dog you could ever hope to meet in your life. Like literally, like you'd be like, hi, Becky. And it was like on her back, like legs up in the air. Like she's, I submit, I submit to you. (laughs) Like that's totally what she was like. So I was going to drop her off at a friend's house whose dog, like I didn't realize that the daughter had come home and let the dog in the backyard. So when we went to enter in the backyard, Molly, their dog jumped on me. I screamed and Becky literally grabbed Molly by the neck and pinned her to the ground in like two seconds. And I was like, no, 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 no. But I would have (laughs) never, ever, ever had expected that behavior from Becky. But you you don't know because they're animals. At the end of the day, like instinct is something that like we can, we think we have control over Mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily do. And another prime example of this, not talking doggos, is like uh, the tiger dudes there in Vegas. Um, oh, yeah. What were they called? Tiger Zimbin- King. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, the, the tiger. tiger. I'm the thinking about that. In Vegas. <laughs> yes, you're thinking of like that weird dude. <laughs> Joe, what's his name? Joe, whatever. Like the whole pandemic show yeah. there, there that went by- viral. But I'm talking about the two performers. In the hotel, so these- yeah. Yes. Um is it Sigmund Siegfried and Roy or whatever and like whatever happened something triggered the instinct of a tiger which is like a very instinctive like animal and it like grabbed one of them and they didn't even like hold the animal responsible it was you just never know what variables come together in a specific situation to make an animal behave the way that it does but at the end of the day they're animals yep so I didn't expect that of Becky I wouldn't expect that Gibbon would attack anybody coming into our house, but you never know. They smell something weird. Something makes a weird sound that frightens them just as somebody's going to pet them and their hand gets bit, like whatever, whatever, whatever the circumstances are. So I would agree with like a, like a warning first. And then if it happens again, but it's terminate the animal. Because, like, ultimately, like, it's it's dangerous. If you can't predict, like, an animal's behavior, like, a one-off is, like, again, like, but who do you get to judge that situation, right? Like, I guess Mm -hmm. it could be fought in court with the person who is damaged versus the owner of the animal. But any pit bull that I have ever met has been, like, a total, like, a total hippo. Velvet hippo. Yeah. Yeah. Like I met, went on a walk with Ralph, and she was like super cute, super friendly. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't think that there's anything really uh, making them more of a danger than Ralph is necessarily in that moment, right? Like, yeah. depending on what's happening. So, um, I think they're just so like when you look at a pit bull, they're just so big. Yeah, and like muscular. So when they do something, mm-hmm. it hurts. Like it. Yes, it's worse. Well, they have they have like the huge jowls, right? And they have yeah. the like lock jaw when they do like chomp onto something. Mm-hmm. It's like their jaws lock or whatever. And I, again, it could happen. But like a bite is a bite is a bite coming from whatever animal. Like it's the same with German shepherds. Like that. Like they're they're chosen to train like on police forces and stuff like that. Like why not choose pit bulls then if they're you know deemed to be like more damage causing and stuff like this right like I don't know 
I, I, I think breed specific banning is ridiculous. I think you should put more time into making uh, the laws and rules around what happens with an aggressive animal, regardless of breed, a bit more clear. Again, I think like if, if it happens on your property, like your house insurance covers that. And yeah. I, I think we did so an episode have... once. Remember when, when house insurance like was higher, depending on what breed you had? Like if you were a dog? Yeah. Owner? Yeah. I remember you saying something about that, which again is crazy if you ask me. And you might have a dog for protective purposes. So if there's somebody that does step onto your property, that's not supposed to be there. Or sometimes, you know, your dog knows best and they can sense something is wrong. Exactly. Or they can, or they sense, can sense that, somebody's, that somebody's not right. Yes. That somebody's dangerous. Isn't there like a Because they smell Murray hormones and yes. all of yes. that. Yes. Those chemicals. I think there's like, um, there's a Bill Murray meme about dogs or something like that. And it said, I don't trust a human who doesn't like dogs, but I trust a dog that doesn't like a, hum- a certain <laughs> human or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yep. Uh, yes sir Uh, yes sir so this article that i read was like very specific to this one dude who who had this experience but again like this is what brought me into this article so if any of you have like a pit bull looking dog in ontario hide him it's and it's a door (laughs) dasher like i would really be working on those skills and those recall skills because if somebody picks up your dog you could kiss your dog goodbye judging by this article because there was like several people and some people like again it wasn't even deemed like one of one of the uh, specific breeds uh, and they took her dog just because it looked like a pit bull mm-hmm. so now if you look at the picture of this article it's called ford government changes regulations related to pit bull ban and then you scroll down <laughs> This dog actually really looks like a velvet hippo. <laughs> yes, he does. What were they? What the were owner the... of Blue. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Oh, here it is. So currently, Pitbull Terriers, Staffordshire Bull Terriers, American Staffordshire Terriers, and American Pitbull Terriers are named in the act as banned dogs. They're all considered pit bulls. And they are. It's like those. It, it, they do have very pit bully faces, right? Like it's like yeah. they got the massive like head with the huge like jowls and and stuff like this. But um, like in his case, like his dog got loose in the neighborhood, and one of his neighbors called and adios. I forget the dog's name was Doeji. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but is it the dog that's named Doeji? Or I thought oh, so. Oh, the owner of Blue, also known as Doeji. Oh, okay. He's, he does look like a velvet hippo. <laughs> it's like this super gray, short-haired, like, very pit bully guy. <laughs> they do have the big chomper, so I can see why they call them <laughs> velvet hippos. <laughs> the little oh, ears. I know we've said it like six times already, but it is really funny when you think of it. When you like think velvet hippo and then look at a picture of one of these things, you're like, yep, that's a velvet hippo. (laughs) So this one owner who recently lost his dog, I guess he said, he quotes, like Mr. Ford called me and said, hey, listen, something's going to come down the pipeline. It's going to happen sometime next week, but we'll get him out of there because they're currently holding the dog, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
and um, another um, woman who had a similar experience, she said, uh, like, and this is one where she talked about um, it becoming like part of like a legal battle. She was saying that, um, so when they got, so she told the premier that she lost her two American bullies, Nov and Dexter, and when they got loose in mid-March and they were picked up by an animal control officer in Ontario, um, she said she was never charged under the pit bull law, which left her no legal recourse. So she eventually agreed to ship the dogs to a foster home in Quebec, but she can't even go to court to like fight it. And she's saying, so she's like, what is giving these canine control officers the right to hold the dog under a certain law and then not have me charged under that, that law? Yeah. And like, because if you're charged, then at least you have like a chance of like fighting it and, and figuring out a way to regain the ownership of your dog. But like, she has no legal recourse to do so. So I find it interesting. And it's like, again, like, when you when you come to like breed specific stuff it all ends up being such a huge waste of time in the end because every decade it's a new breed mm-hmm. so what's it going to be next i hope it's chihuahuas <laughs> why mariners no 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 maybe i won't be able to get my 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 cane corso maybe velcro cane... <laughs> velcro <laughs> well, what can we call them what cane corsos? No, Weimariners. Weimaranos? Oh, they're also like velvet. Yes, the velvet, velvet velcro giraffes. <laughs> That's so funny because, so for Halloween, I I put my my nursing costume on on Gibbon, and everybody liked him, and he would come to the door, and he would stick his neck out, and he does, he has like such a long neck, <laughs> and this one kid was like, "Your dog has a really long neck." <laughs> yeah maybe I should get him a giraffe costume for next year and she was like yes do that (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna call him giraffe for the rest of his days my little gibbon hey speaking of Halloween Mm -hmm. did you see your costume yes I did (laughs) yes so I was yeah so uh, Ralph yeah Ralph (laughs) like Ralph (laughs) I've been getting mixed up with Ralph and Wiggum lately. I don't know why. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It happens from time to time. Did you hear the little woof? A little it's woof. It's because one of the humans is home from work. Ralph was Doug from the movie Up. Uh, my boyfriend had built this nice cardboard house. So the house in Up, it looked, it looked really, really good. And we had bought some balloons to go on the house. And my boyfriend was Russell, <laughs> little Boy Scout. It was well executed. Yes. <laughs> Very well executed. It says, sorry, it says in this article, I'm going back to the article. Okay. Um, when they changed the, um, when they were able to let Dwaji go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it says it was an incredible moment. Dwaji came out; his whole body turned into a snake, wiggly, waggly, <laughs> jumping on us. And I can't picture I can't picture him being like a wiggly, waggly. Oh, the uh, the velvet hippo. Yeah, oh, I've I've seen. Have you never watched the vi- again? Me and with my Facebook videos because I'm watching them all the time. But have you ever seen the one where like the officers come home from their? Oh uh, yes missions and and such and to their dogs and the dogs going nuts oh yeah like 
a little pity looking thing and the velvet hippo was very snaky wiggly waggly (laughs) (laughs) jumping all over them very cute they do they do get the wiggle waggles a big time no i find they're the cutest breed when they're puppies and they put little onesies on them oh yes i don't know why they're just so cute when they're puppies and little onesies see like (laughs) see and i wonder like would you consider like a boxer like almost like a pit bully breed because they're pretty jowly too and can be like a little bit standoffish i guess i don't know are they it's like it's like boxers were like super friendly and but again like i think it's just the look exactly it's the look the intimidating look or like whatever so like what's stopping anybody from being like you know okay sorry my dogs are like in a full-on wrestle mode and this is what they do (laughs) when becky starts barking at gibbon becky hey shush enough sorry (laughs) (laughs) hopefully that every every day they get the uh the zoomies with each other and they chase each other and they like gibbon will parkour off of our bed so i come home and all the sheets are all like bunched up in the middle of the bed and i'm like i see what went down here parkour 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 serious parkour but anyways, I hope they reverse the legislation. I hope they ne- realize that there's no point in making another one for any other breed because, like I said, it changes all mm-hmm. the time. This one's mean. No, this one's mean. No, this one's mean. Guess yeah. what, folks? Any dog can be mean, yep. including chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> including goldens. I no. hope we don't get in trouble for chihuahua <laughs> hating. I actually, I've, I don't hate chihuahuas, but... I hear they can be aggressive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they're the little dogs and people, I think we had also an episode on this, um, how people train their little dogs differently than their big dogs, where it should be the same. Yeah. They're held less accountable because you're able to just scoop them up and remove them from the situation. Yeah. But if you're not there to scoop them up, then, then what? Then what? Aggressive chihuahuas. (laughs) aggressive chihuahuas next breed ban (laughs) that would be actually it wouldn't be funny because anyways it would be funny in a way (laughs) if it was like a small breed i'm almost tempted to start a movement but that's i I love all dogs although we although we all have our preferences i love all dogos Mm -hmm. regardless of size regardless of aggression Poor little schnoozies. So my neighbors finally got their golden retriever puppy. Yes. Hazel. Hazel. Did I mention that on the last episode? You did. Well, I met Hazel. You did? And she's so cute. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did she get to meet Ralph? No, they're waiting till she has all her shots. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's right. So she was eight weeks when I met her. And she was like a lot smaller than ralph was like ralph was a little tank yes and she was like teeny tiny and like super sweet whereas like ralph is just like a bulldozer (laughs) ralph come through yeah excuse me just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i don't care what you think little ralph roney 
do, do you remember when when Gibbon and Ralph first met? <laughs> and he just like speaking of bulldozers. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph, Ralph got a little. <laughs> he got bulldozed by by Mr. By Gibbons. Gibbon. He like he like literally just like ran straight over him, <laughs> like knocking him like flat boom. Ba boom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's weird that he did that. He did that with your dog and one other dog, and I was just like, "Uh oh, it's given a little bully, <laughs> a little bully, a little bully gets <laughs> a bulldozer bully." Maybe, maybe it will be Weimaraners. Maybe that will be the uh, you know they bulldozer people. <laughs> they bulldozer other dogs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're aggressive. banned. So aggressive. <laughs> that will be my karma for for the, all the Chihuahua hate on this episode. I'll be like Weimaraners. All right. <laughs> dangerous bulldozing breed <laughs> i'll knock you flat on your feet well ralph continues to be a testy teenager oh yeah uh we played a board game yesterday with some friends mm -hmm. uh, we tried playing on the coffee tables our coffee table is low <laughs> yeah. and we had to tie ralph to the dining room table <laughs> So that he would not eat the pieces. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So speaking of like just picking your dog up and yeah, <laughs> instead of like dealing with the issue. But at what point, like we would still be sitting there waiting to play the game, I think. Yeah, I know it's, it's difficult, right? Like, and that's what, and that's where the training becomes difficult because like given on, on, on what's going on, like if somebody's coming to your door, you're not willing, like, especially if it's a stranger or whatever, you're not willing them to, to make them wait. Right. You're just like, Oh, whatever. And then you open the door and then the dog's charging at them or barking super loud or jumping all over yeah. you and, and stuff like that, because you know, you don't want to pour like Amazon prime delivery guy to like <laughs> be waiting there for like five minutes. Like, so you're at the mercy of like your social situation, which is, um, you know, can, can definitely be difficult, but, um, it's, yeah. it's funny that you say that because like what people noticed, like when we had the get together for my birthday, we had the whole main level with like various side tables and coffee tables. And we had like bowls of food out on every single one of them and our dogs, Natushpa, right? That's good. And, and that's what um, a few people were saying, like, I need to work on that with my dogs. Like, there's, like, no way I would be able to let my dog out at a party like this because they would eat everything, like, bowls and bowls of chips. And yeah, well, Ralph would at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. And I felt like I have, like, labs and golden retrievers. It's probably the hardest breed to, to train, to train not to do that. Food. Yeah. 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 Uh, it definitely is tough yeah so I, I like uh, but again I find it so weird because I don't know if you remember a few episodes ago when uh, where when I mentioned that we recently purchased like a new dining room table and that we came home and there was like paw prints on it <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's gibbon it's gibbon yeah. like 100 percent. but there's no food there so like why does he go on the dining what does room he table do? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> But it's weird. He can walk around a party and not eat the chips at nose level. But like while we're all gone for the day, what he just takes like a stroll on the dining room table. Like, like why? Maybe this is where I wish I could talk to them and be like, why do you choose to do this? <laughs> why is the dining room table a place for you to go when we're not around? <laughs> yeah. 
it makes no sense. No That's sense too funny. At all. Maybe it's the um, the light fixture he wants to get to. <laughs> he wants to hang from the chandelier. <laughs> Sia? He puts on Sia? the Sia song and he <laughs> jumps on the table. <laughs> Why want to hang from the chandelier? <laughs> oh my god. Is that a ramp? I think that's a ramp. <laughs> Uh, well, tune in next week on lots of boob snoots. We will think of some more things to boob snoots about. Absolutely. And good luck to all you people out there with pities being held yes. in various locations. Mm-hmm. I hope you get your dogs back. Your wiggly waggly pities. Yes. Their velvet, the, <laughs> your the velvet march hippos. of the velvet hippos. All of them coming back into Ontario. Yeah, they should do a velvet hippo march. Ah, <laughs> with like a float, a velvet hippo float. Oh, <laughs> cute! Aww. All right, see you next week on Let's Boop Snoots. Boop. Boop.